Eternity is the great thread of all pearls and all seeds and all beads and all of life and all that one is, all that one has ever been, all that one will ever be, all that any being shall ever be, is or ever has been, and all of creation just the same. The difficulty is we tend to conceptualize eternity in the hesitancy of the past moment to the present moment to the future moment. And we pause trying to absorb and take control of eternity so that we can have power over other beings, longevity, health, the material world. And then we miss the thread. So for the mystic, much of what we experience in life is the perception of the missed pathway, the missed thread of pearls. And so the practice is to embody the willingness to remember, be, and represent that thread of the pearls into the next breath, into the future moment. Then what occurs is the heavens answer us back with the most remarkable sense of grace. And within us is a quality of resolute realization, oh, this, oh, that great light, that great sound out of the silence, the existence of all of creation, the humility of my own self, just me. And when another being asks us, what is it? We're hesitant to say it's beyond our thoughts. It includes them. It's beyond our personality or aura and chakras. It's beyond our emotions. It includes all parts of our being. It's beyond our etheric body like the tree bark and our life force itself. Yet it includes our incarnation. And then in that next moment, the only question is really, are we willing to embody that love, which we have just realized? The free will of now in eternity is ever present in each moment of life. So for the mystic, the path would be yes, always, here, everywhere. And for the person who says, no, not yet, until I wait to see what happens, I want to see what God does, or I want to experience what happens with everyone who's not doing what the divine is asking, so that I feel safe in the relative world. This is where suffering begins. We willingly choose to say, no, not yet, not, not here, not with you, not with anyone not with anything, not ever, never, only me. And we start looking in a mirror at life, or we are resonating against what is not awake or conscious or fully present or realized. And we're, we're pounding at the door of heaven, yet we missed the very open moment into the next experience of grace. 
This would be called in metaphysical terms, control. The individual willingly says, no, I'm here. Not we, God and I. Not we, God and you and I. Not we, God and everyone and I. Not we, God and everyone and all of creation and I. But no, not yet, not here, not until I'm ready. And yet God is going forward without our will, including us in our tantrum. We're still breathing. We are alive. We take the next breath. And yet there is an unsatisfied dimension. We can't find the thread upon which the pearls of all of our lustrous, luminous lives of light are strung. We can't quite hear the sound of the silence into all celestial spheres of existence and all of creation. We can't quite hear and feel that sound. And we, we become disturbed. Well, what should I do to have power here? Or adequate greed that I can conquer. But of course we can't conquer the oneness from which we arise. We can only be open to it or resist it and react against it and cause a relative sense of meaning rather than an understanding and openness. So what occurs in almost every human being <clears throat> is an extreme sense of controlling and defining that as love. I really love you, except when you're like this. You know, I really love my parent, my child, my spouse, my sibling, my friend, my colleague, except rather than I love God in them and I love them who are of God. I love myself as the child of God. I turn to God within myself and I know the love that we are, God and I. And I am in that classroom or I am in that breath. I am on that path willingly. I am ready now into eternity, here and everywhere. When we open into this, what occurs in the heart shock or the spiritual heart, all resonant throughout the, the chest area, is it begins to open. And the heart chakra is so fascinating, as I've said many times, in that it is connected to every part of our energy system. So all different parts of the central nervous system and the meridians addressed in yoga and Ayurvedic medicine from South Asia and Eastern medicine in China and Korea and Japan, all of the studies of martial arts and meditative movements such as Tai Chi, all of them exist in the opening of the soul and the heart and the breath and all that one is into this vast mystery that is the offering. Oh, all that I am is offered that where the Tao 
the Christ, the great peace, the direction Muhammad, peace and blessing be upon him, turned his soul, the quality of what was awakening step by step in the Lord Buddha, and the women around these men historically, oh, that direction of the one heart. I too am turned, offering beyond all control myself in eternity, in this breath, this moment, through all parts of my incarnation, all that I am is this living being. And then we are in the state of the thread upon which all the pearls that have ever been, all the human beings that will ever be, are strung. And then we are assigned the path of who we are upon that strand of pearls. All expressing the light through the individual lustrous nacre, the quality expressed through the pearl. Look at you and her and him and them. Oh my goodness. What is that great one expressing through each one of us and all of us? So if we offer to never leave that place of the strand of the silken floss, then it never leaves us. And all the dimensions where we are caught in control and fear and uncertainty and projection begins to conform itself into a series of lessons and we are to embody in each one of those lessons each moment how do I discern from my past being careful yet awakening toward that silken thread not closing down only into myself but allowing that thread to be the pathway to eternity, every moment, everywhere. Then our history, rather than becoming an argument among political leaders, or which prophet of which religion was right enough that how we separate the strand from another prophet and another prophet and another prophet falls away, we so often come in and say, that religion, that culture is inadequate. And my answer would be, for, for what? Inadequate for what? Each religion, each culture, each history exists to show us where we did not know the doorway through adequately to embody the thread, the silken thread on all the pearls. If Jesus were here and we were breaking bread, who would we feed? Jesus and everyone in the room. If Muhammad were in the room with Jesus and his wife and his daughter, we would feed them. If Abraham were in the room and Sarah and Hagar and Isaac and Ishmael, we would feed them. We wouldn't kill them. They wouldn't kill us. And upon sharing that bread, each one of us 
man, woman, person, elder, child, babe, elder, would be given an experience of a God beyond the understanding of anything that has ever existed. A direction to which all of the great souls have been pearls pointing the way, look, listen, be, pray, practice, offer yourself to that, how shall we name that? God, Father, Mother, Taught, Guru, Messiah. And when another person comes in saying, I don't name him that way, I go, well, how shall you name the thread then? So we may break this bread together and realize the direction, including the various ways we've named the divine, and yet going into a universality that we are only beginning to realize a breath by a breath by a breath. Excuse me. When you embody this practice, as you offer yourself to the heavens, what begins to occur is a very sweet experience of ecstasy where the divine is experiencing through you heaven on earth. And yet, that which is not realizing heaven yet, you are in both worlds, yet with one thread. You are embodying the quality of the pearls being strung by God. Oh, I can see and hear and touch and feel and represent the sweetness, the ecstatic quality of God who is holy. I who am his child, her daughter, that one's son, this great one's human being. And then the heart begins to feel a quality of wishing to offer back to God oneself, not as sacrifice, but as gift. Oh, my signature would be painting, gardening, caretaking my baby, my grandfather, my garden, cooking for my family, growing vegetables and giving the extra to my neighbor, or the old woman down the street, or the young parents with two little children, so that the next breath supports those children going into a future, hopefully many years beyond my life as an elder. The quality in that offering will always show you what is beyond the weapons of the past. The quality of that offering will always show you what is beyond the weapons of the past. And it requires the leadership, the responsibility in oneself to embody representing that. One of the most beautiful expressions is that when one offers that devotion to God, one allows a seed in every human being who has ever been in every human being who is now, and every human being who will ever be, 
and in all of creation, the seed toward heaven because of your love in that which you have offered. <laughs>